0: It's time for another edition of Dome and Domer. The only podcast for Notre Dame fans by Notre Dame fans. If you're looking for cogent analysis and unbiased opinions backed by careful reporting, you've come to the wrong place. For the next 20 minutes or so, you'll get a fan's perspective on the fighting Irish without all the normal spin from the so-called professional analysts. It's Dome and Domer. Now, here are your hosts, Mike Brammer and Ed Jordanic. Hello, Irish fans, and welcome to another edition of Dome and Domer. My name is Mike Brammer. Joining me tonight, Mike Coffee from IndyNation.com. Mike, I was uh, so you know I, I never like playing Navy. I think you know the triple option is just a difficult thing to prepare for in a single week. We've had trouble with it in the past, but the last couple of years, Brian Kelly seems to have figured it out in that, you know, we've, we've not gotten ourselves in trouble. Interestingly, uh, you know, for 2017 Cincinnati played Navy, which is the first time that Freeman got a chance to face Navy. And they basically torched them and they put up like, I think 500 yards and he ended up losing. I forget what the score was 34, 24, something like that. Anyways, 2019, 2018 and 2019, he pretty much absolutely shut them down. Like, I think he blanked them one of those here, if I remember right. But anyways, a huge flip being that he obviously figured it out. And I'm assuming that's going to hold case Saturday, which would seem to indicate why the spread is what it is. Do you agree with it? Do you think we're don't have much to worry about this Saturday? Are we good to go or what?
1: If we were tackling better in general, I mean, the the team I've watched over the course of the year, especially the last two weeks, and even more, especially last week, where the number of times, uh, just a failure to strongly wrap up, st- failure to just put the guy on the ground. I mean, how many, how many yards did Sam Howell have after the first contact uh, last week? And, Having said that, I really don't think uh, from a talent perspective, and I realize this sounds crazy when talking about Navy, but relatively speaking from a talent perspective, I don't think Navy really has a lot, especially on offense. I think they've been uh, – th- their stats down from previous years, I mean, yeah, they're still running the ball, but it's taken them a lot longer to do the things they want to do. I, th- I went back and looked at their scores. I mean, I, I don't know if they've broken 20 points this year. And they've played. They've been playing defenses that aren't nearly as good as Notre Dame's can be. So I'm. I don't know. I I'll have to I'll have to look up what I did. What I selected <laughs> in our uh, prediction contest. But as I said, if 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 we were a strong tackling team, I would have no problem picking like a 50 to three uh, Notre Dame win here. But I think the only way that uh, that this game ends up being close is. If we can't get if the defense can't get off the field, I think it's going to be a relatively even scoring game because the the problem with Navy is, I mean, outside of the fact that they cut block and all the other stuff like that, but the the, the way their offense is geared, it, they're, they're running based. So by nature, you are going to lose the time of possession battle with these guys, and you are going yeah. to have fewer yeah. possessions than you would normally have. Right. So. If they end up scoring, if Navy ends up scoring three or four touchdowns and takes like seven or eight minutes each time to do it, that might make things difficult at, at the very least. It'll make the game closer than we want. I still think Notre is going to win, but yeah, defense has to show better than they have.
0: Yeah. And I think you make a good point. It's uh, I, I don't think Navy attempted a pass last week or, or they might've attempted a couple, but they didn't complete any like zero completions last week. Um, but you know, they move the football and they're able to, to, you know, the thing about the triple option and it's so difficult to defend is like you say, um, what you're looking for is that free guy to come claim. Now that's great if the guy makes the tackle, but if he whiffs on it, then everybody else is covered and, and that's where your problems come in. And and that's why it's so difficult to defend the triple option is because you're basically looking for, man-to-man assignments and you're trying to break somebody free who's uncovered. But if that guy doesn't make the tackle, then everybody else has got a man on them. And that's how they chew up the clock and move the, you know, the, the uh, first down markers. And it's, it's, it's hard it's to assi- play against that.
1: It's assignment disciplined football on defense. I mean, you, you, it, it you, is. Have to, you have to not only execute your assignment, you have to have confidence that the guys behind you are all executing theirs. You can't be worried about, oh, where, where's that guy going? It's like, no, that guy has a guy, and you need to trust that guy to, to trust your teammate to do what that your teammate needs to do. So that's, yeah, and I,
0: I think that the, a real problem is not having a guy like Hamilton on the field because he's so good at anticipation that he gets that like extra step, and against a triple option, that's a big big deal.
1: And so and he all tackles, it takes, he tackles well. He too. tackles well, yeah,
0: exactly. And so all it takes is a couple guys, like you say, not following their assignment or not in position, and not wrapping up and not making the tackle, and then all of a sudden, you know, they're moving the football. You know, I I, I think a early indicator is going to be do we get up early? You know, we have got to be leading the game at least by the middle of the second quarter. And if we're not, look out! It could be a mm. long night
1: that, because that is it, true. It, it's
0: it's going to put a ton of pressure for every single position that we have. And and so what you'd love to see happen is us uh, get up like ten nothing to start because then you really put a huge amount of pressure back on Navy. Absolutely. Because, you know because then mm. they've got to drive the length of the field and score. It's not an option for them not to score in that kind of situation, because then the the game gets away from you. Um, This,
1: This would be one of those situations where one of the very, very few times that if Notre Dame wins the toss, definitely take the ball. Because to to drive down and get up seven nothing early yeah I would that, agree with you 100 that, that's an extra possession for this you this is actually. probably the only time I oh, like absolutely. that call it drives every other easy time easy I all the time it. it's like yeah. why can't you defer like everybody else is? but yeah it, in this yeah. specific scenario when you're going to have limited possessions yep. have the first one in, and like you said put the pressure on them early
0: yeah I totally agree I think that's the right thing to do. But, you know, I, I think end, at the end of the day, I, I do anticipate we win. And I think it's like you say, because Navy just doesn't seem to have the the, the breakaway speed guy that they've had in the past. And, you know, they they just they don't seem to have it this year on no. offense. And so I think that probably is going to be the saving grace at the end of the day. It's just going to come down to what how much do we win by? You know, do we have a good showing and, and we're able to execute and we, you know, get a couple scores up? Or do we equal one out, you know, seven, 10 points? And um, which actually perfectly transitions into my next point because everybody's talking about it. So we might as well talk about it. I'm assuming you have the same outlook that I do that based on where we're at at the moment, the chances of us falling into the playoffs is probably 5%, maybe even less.
1: I would hope it's 0 yeah, yeah. And I, then the I, next I, question I asked, do we really want to be in the no, playoffs? No, I, I don't think we do at all. I mean, you, you, you look at the teams that are truly at the top right now, the Georgia, Alabama, probably Ohio State, uh, one of the other ones in there. I I don't want any, this year, I don't want any part of the. I, I think going to the playoffs again and getting shellacked again would not, do any positives of the program. I realize you should always want to play the best opponent possible. And, and I do believe that to an extent. I want to play the best possible non-playoff team. I wouldn't mind getting matched up with uh, like a, a, a Michigan in a bowl game or uh, a Michigan state or like uh, maybe like the, like the big 12 runner up or like an Oklahoma state or something like that. I don't mind playing a difficult opponent, but I think that the upper echelon this year is just so They've separated themselves out so much, and the Notre Dame team I've watched so far this season could give Michigan a game, could give Michigan State a game, could give Oklahoma State a game, any other thing but those top three guys. I, I Notre Dame should want this year. You've got recruiting momentum. We've got uh, g- good, strong resurgence from a tough start to the season. Continue that. Go through the end of the season, get a good, decent bowl win. Heck, go to the Fiesta or go to the uh, Peach. Let Brian Kelly get that New Year's six monkey off his back. And then then next year, let's start thinking about, okay, what's our playoff position when we've got two top 10 recruiting classes in a row and can and we should very much be able to uh, compete at that point?
0: Yeah, I agree. You know, I. just because I, you know, look, everybody's doing it right now. A lot of the indie fans, people that have even made comments on our post, ask that question hey, you know, there's still a shot. Well, no, not really. If you really walk it through, there are so many things that would need to happen. Uh, first and foremost, you absolutely have to have Georgia beat Alabama. So that puts Alabama yes. two losses. Okay, great. You absolutely have to knock out the Big Ten in some way, and yeah, I think that's probably the most plausible thing that could happen because. Well,
1: are there are there enough games left? That's the thing, because you've got Michigan State sitting undefeated. They still have to play Ohio State and uh, Penn State. And Penn State, Michigan still has to play Ohio State. Ohio State still has to play uh, Michigan State. I suppose there are some combinations that could get them all to two losses, but I think all of them involve Ohio State winning the Big Ten East and then getting upset by, by like Wisconsin or whoever in the Big Ten championship game.
0: It's That's the right. the only it's way gotta, you get them.
1: It's the only way pretty you get them. You,
0: you need Wisconsin to almost win out, who then creates chaos and knocks everybody out. Yes. But, but then you got Oklahoma. Even with one loss, I think Oklahoma gets in over us. There's just no I mean, way I would,
1: so. I, I would say so only because they 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 started higher up. They've played. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they played all right. I mean, I, I don't think necessarily Oklahoma. Oh, I don't, I don't think their defense point, is but, showing
0: anything. I don't think their defense is as good as ours. I mean, there's no, just no doubt about it. But it's just what the, the problem is they win a conference championship. How are you going to how are you going to them one loss in a conference championship, put them behind Notre Dame? It's just not gonna no, I just think no going to happen. There's just no way. And then you got Oregon, who you know probably will win out, but okay, maybe they don't.
1: Um, they lost. That, the, 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 they managed to lose to Stanford somehow. I'm not true. really sure how that. Yeah, and they still true. have some. Um, they're they're going to have to. I think they're going to have to beat Utah twice in order to to win the Pac-12. Because they, they play them during the regular season, and then Utah right now leads the other division. Right. So is they, they, they They're
0: not even ranked right no, now, right?
1: None of the Pac-12 teams are ranked right now except for Utah. What, what you're going to see happen is uh, if Utah ends up in the playoff some way, somehow, miraculously, whoever finished second in the Pac-12 will suddenly appear like in the 23rd or 24th position so the Rose Bowl doesn't look stupid.
0: Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> and, and that's how it'll end. Yeah, But, uh, you know, to, to your point, I, I agree. I think the, the best thing that could happen for Notre Dame right now is to get to that January 6th bowl, win it. Like you say, get that monkey off the back and just the amount of. You know, uh, excitement and momentum that creates for the program, especially with I mean, you know, you can't dismiss the fact that. Marcus Freeman is having an impact on recruiting Absolutely. on the defensive side for sure.
1: Absolutely. I mean, I,
0: granted, we just got the kid from Adrian, Um and,
1: and I think, but you know. Still, it's like all, I, I read that all four of Notre Dame's linebacker commits are finalists for the Butkus Award.
0: Yeah. I mean, this the, is the award that
1: Prince Coley won last year. And it's just.
0: I can't think of the last recruiting class we've had where we've had four linebackers of this caliber. I don't, I can't remember it. I mean, I think back in the Holtz days, you had Stonebreaker, Foley. Mm-hmm. Um, who were the other guys? And I mean, that was a pretty damn good class.
1: No, absolutely, but man.
0: Four absolute thuds. That you know. Yeah, this is. You got a lot to choose from there, and, and that really is the core of your defense. I mean, if you're a defensive coordinator, Marcus Freeman. If you can start with that, then everything mm-hmm. else kind of, you know, is just a matter of plugging pieces in. Absolutely. Um, we do need some strong corners. I mean, I think that's one of the areas we need to focus on. Um, but, you know. No, I think
1: we, we, we've, I mean, looking through the verbal commitments for, uh, for next year's class, I mean, you've got a lot of, I see a lot of defensive backs here. I mean, you've got Jaden Bellamy, you've right. got uh, – Mickey Jaden. You've got Devin Moore. I'll uh, well, take that back. There's only three. So I guess I'm getting confused by all the oh, no, the uh, uh, Ben Morrison. Uh, there's I, I think they're bringing a good number in. Um, I mean, the, the 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 linebacker. It's just I mean, you're right. It's absolutely unbelievable. I think what they need to do now, what I'd love to see him do now, they need at least two more. Like high quality offensive linemen, and I mean high quality yeah. guys. Like I, I know, like Shre- Shroud and a couple other guys that they're looking at. If they can uh, pull them in, I think that would be a great uh, that'd be a great pickup. I mean, I, I know they lost. Uh, i can't remember who's that guy? They lost uh, a yeah, North Carolina of all places. Right.
0: Uh, yeah, that was a little surprising. They uh, chose North Carolina.
1: Yeah, it's just really oh. weird. But you know, it is what it is. I guess. But right. Um. No, I, I think this is a big uh, – I think program momentum is incredibly important, and, and we've got a lot of it right now, to win out the rest of the season and to go to a New York Six Bowl. And, and it's not it, – it, it wouldn't be against uh, Cincinnati. That's a rematch. So we would end up playing a, power, a decent Power Five opponent in either the Peach Bowl or the Fiesta Bowl. And I think, like, if Cincinnati doesn't make the playoffs, it'll definitely be the Peach Bowl, because Cincinnati was in the Peach Bowl last year, and they don't want them to to go back there again, so it would be the Fiesta Bowl. Otherwise, I think if if Cincinnati does make the playoffs, I think we would end up in the Fiesta Bowl, and I'm guessing we would end up playing either— the ACC champ, if it's if it's an undefeated Wake Forest team or a one-loss Pitt team or something, we would probably end up playing them. Or no, it would be a two-loss. So uh, like like an undefeated Wake Forest, we would probably play them. That would be kind of uh, – I mean, Wake Forest isn't exactly known as a powerhouse. But if we were to play one of the Big Ten runner-ups in the Fiesta Bowl, I think that would be a great matchup for us. And a win would go a real long way to establishing some solid momentum.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Michigan or Michigan State would be great for us. Mm-hmm. I don't see a scenario where Alabama loses to Georgia and then we face them. No. Um, that, that's not going to happen. Well,
1: they're- no, because if Alabama then goes to the Sugar Bowl, right. because if, if they're the SEC, run, they, they will play the best team they can get out of the Big 12 in the Sugar Bowl. If, if, what kind of buzz me is I, I love going to the Sugar Bowl, but in effect, Andy's locked out of it unless – In the incredibly unlikely, well, I should say, like, unless they are a playoff, uh, unless they're in the play, unless they're a playoff site, and ND makes the playoffs because this dumb rule that they say, well, we're uh, like the Rose Bowl's always going to take, like, even if the second place Pac-12 team is a dog manure team, they're still going to take them. Can you imagine a Michigan Notre Dame Rose Bowl? That would be absolutely unbelievable. People would go nuts over that. Th- sure. That would be must. That that th- that would be appointment television. But of course, the Rose Bowl is not going to do that because they're stupid. Right.
0: Yeah. Well, it's yeah. Well, this is all going to get changed once they move to the 12 team format. <laughs> so, <laughs> True. <laughs> they keep talking about it now because they know it's coming and they're just prepping for it. But um, you
1: know, this is just yeah. I mean, and then after that, how soon before it's 16? And yeah, that, I don't it's, know. Right. It's got, it, yeah. It, it, I mean, not that, everybody talks about how the the college basketball regular season has been devalued because all anybody pays attention to is March Madness, which is fine. But they're going to do the same damn thing to football if yeah. all of a sudden all that matters is those those uh, eight or, or, or 15 playoff games or whatever, if they go to 16. Right. I mean, I mean, right. you think you think people are skipping bowl games now? players included that's oh yeah it's, a, it's gonna, gonna nothing. get nothing yeah yeah
0: yeah yeah and I you know I don't want to talk too much about this I wasn't going to bring it up but you know though I mean I, I realize Kyle Hamilton's got a big decision to make but boy I'll tell you I I just hate the idea of, of operating in fear versus just you know having trust you know. and confidence that you know things work out for the best
1: True, but then you look at Jalen Smith. and Yeah, I, I know. I get that. It. I mean, playing I, I, in that game cost him a boatload of money. It and, did,
0: but he he made it up on his second contract that he
1: signed. But I, I, I get
0: you. I mean, I, I when it's all said and done, I get you. But it's just such rare. It's a rare occurrence that something like that happens, and I don't know.
1: I no, I I agree. I agree, and I'm sure that there. Well, I mean, this this is down to the high school level. There was there's yeah. a kid who's going yeah. to Ohio State. At one of my high school's rivals and he got hurt in the first game of the year. And literally the next day, Ohio state called him and said he doesn't play the rest of the year. He could have, he could have been back a couple weeks ago that their team is like one of the top seeds in our division in the playoffs. And he could have made a huge difference for them, but he's, and and I feel bad for his teammate. I mean, I understand why he's doing it. I understand why Ohio state's telling him to do it. I understand why the coaches are, Allowing it because they want more of their players to go to Ohio State, but overall, I just think it stinks.
0: Yeah, it does. It's just yeah, I mean, it's just you can't live in fear and constantly orchestrate and try and control things. And it's, all about, and control. it's
1: all about cra- it's all about crazy. It's crazy money, and it is. Yeah. It's going to destroy the sport, unfortunately. But
0: it is unfortunately.
1: We have all our. Right,
0: all What's the uh, what's your projection? What do you think is going to happen? Well, today? I looked it
1: up. I picked 49 to 19, and right, so I think I'm going to stick threat. with. It. Yeah, I think I'm going to stick with that.
0: I'm going to, I'm not as optimistic as that, but I do think it's going to be 35, 20. And uh, I I do think we'll pull away towards the end of the first half. Um, But I, yeah,
1: it's, I I hate, I hate
0: playing these guys. I never feel comfortable watching Notre Dame Navy. And it's just the one thing that's got me a little nervous. It's a couple missed tackles here and there and look out.
1: One one thing I would definitely like to see and hopefully if the score goes the way we hope I want to see Tyler Buckner play the entire second half. This this is a That would be nice. If you, if you can, can get him an opportunity, opportunity I exactly. totally agree. Yeah. To, to have him play the full offense yeah. with no limitations because and, and I, I know I keep harping on this but we're going to the horseshoe next year and that cannot be his first real, you know, True. No, I, I, I like that he's getting meaningful snaps this year, but I'd really like to see him get a couple high quality series against, granted, not a great defense, but a division one defense.
0: Yeah, I'm with you. You know, I, I I just have to have confidence in the coaching staff that, you know, Brian Kelly knows what he's doing. him and Tommy Reese are, are giving everything that Tyler can handle as of this moment. And you know, if if that opportunity arises, I agree with you. I mean, I think you got to give him a chance to to really have the pressure of all right, I'm in for the second half. It's all to me. You know, I'm I got to make all the right reads for an entire half, not just one or two possessions. Exactly. Um. So I, I, I at some point they have to have that for him, um. Because it, what they can't do is we, we know having two, three, four possessions a game isn't going to cut it going against Ohio state next year in the opener. I mean, that's just not going to do it. So um, you would think Navy and a couple of the other games coming up, but I, I, I tend to agree with you. It'd be great if we could get up 14 points at the end of the first half and then give him that opportunity to, to, to get in there and play some really meaningful minutes in that second half that, you know, will add a lot to his, experience and growth and you know especially for the rest of the season for sure
1: absolutely
0: yeah i kind of think it's going to be more of a 34 a 20 type game but hey let's uh, as long as we win i mean that's all that i really care about nobody will at the end of the season nobody's going to matter as long as we win what the score is that isn't going to have any kind of impact whatsoever we just True. can't but we can't just lose this game
1: that's the problem nope i completely agree
0: all right. Good deal. We'll leave it there. You've been listening to Dome and Domer, an online conversation about Notre Dame sports from a fan's perspective. For Mike Coffee, I'm Mike Brammer. Thanks for listening.